Hello and welcome to another edition of the Awfully Salty Podcast. Today we are going to be trying a new segment called Quick Hits. We'll be getting a couple quick reviews in, going all over the place, talking about some things we don't spend a lot of time on. Uh, DC Rebirth has been a big event in the comics world. Uh, they swear it is not a reboot. And uh, to show that, we're going to talk about a lot of the costumes, rank those, and some of the, maybe the creative teams and things attached to that. And, and of course, Daredevil's final review. Uh, we did a full episode review. Uh, now we're going to review the whole thing and let you know what we think. So, here we go for another episode of the Awfully Salty Podcast. Hey. Well, that was sexy. great. That was really that was, good. That was very professional. That was, was so it? professional. That was improv. Um, it it's definitely a reboot, by the way. Yeah. That was maybe that was professional enough for iTunes to approve us for the Apple Store. Make me money, goddamn it! Apple, go. I can, I can, store. I can be the the public right. voice of the Awfully Salty podcast. Should we do the news? Yeah. All right, Greg, um, hit us. So, Doc Strange set oh, photos yeah, have come God. out. Uh, Man, looks God, really good, and probably looks like the goofiest movie of all time without <sighs> CG laid into it. <laughs> because it's, the it's one, just the one thing that, that kind of sucks about the set photos is he's injured in just about all of them. So yeah, only one photo is like legit, like him, him, how he looks. Because it's like, what's with all the scarring? And it's like, I don't know. Spends a lot of time bleeding. He's just everywhere. yeah, like three out of five of the set photos are all like him bloody. It, it looks because so. that's Baron Mordo, and Baron Mordo uh, played by uh, the gentleman from. No, that's that's uh, that's Stephen Strange. No, no, the no, no, no. In the set photos, you see him with Baron Mordo. You son of a... Anyway, so what I'm saying is, what I'm alluding to is, perhaps, this is the scene in the movie where they're forced to join forces to fight Dormammu. Come on. <laughs> so you did this with Asian. I would have bought that to you earlier. That's all. That'd be amazing. Yeah, so Greg just told me that because I thought that was great. <laughs> Easily mistaken. I just... I just like how it's a bunch of photos of them just running around going, <laughs> Yeah. I, li- I like Concussion Joe. Concussion Joe is awesome. <laughs> gonna, look, gonna look weird. Um, yeah, for, for everybody who doesn't know, Joe was in a car accident the other day, but he still yes. managed to make it. To the a gnarly one. So now he's got a If you want to see footage of it, it injury. looked a lot like when the Batmobile hits Superman and Batman versus Superman. <laughs> and it just kind of it bounced oh, off. Oh, did you finally did you no, finally not, see it? No, I have not seen it yet. Oh, okay. I'm not saying good. So, uh, yeah, my my girlfriend wants to see that with um, with her friend, so that's probably when I'll end up seeing it. So terrible. So, um, at some point. Speaking of Batman vs Superman, who liked it? <laughs> exactly. Um, so Suicide Squad's doing reshoots to make it not Batman vs Superman. Yeah. I'm sorry, but on that note, there are people who are really going out of their way to defend. Yeah, they're called Warner Brothers employees. <laughs> there, there are. It's really weird. Like out of out of nowhere, like there were a bunch of there were a bunch of different posts of like people just going like uh, um, Bobby. I know how you feel about IGN. Yeah. But they are. But I like them for the personalities. All right. That's fine. Like I, don't um, I just think you're. But wrong. they had they had an opinion piece on one of their uh, from one of their video guys, and he was like, opinion why I like. Five reasons why I like Batman vs Superman, and they always do this. Like, um, they always pick, they always find somebody. A lot of times, IGN in particular will find one person that they that felt they liked something where everybody else kind of hated it. Which and, is fair. Um, like, I, I think that's yeah. fair. To I didn't read. I didn't read it because I still, despite how bad the movie sounds, <laughs> uh, I still want to go in on on uh, you know with, without knowing everything. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, we could. There isn't much to be said that hasn't already been said about the whole movie. But I do find it interesting that Suicide Squad is now rushing. They spent a lot. Uh, do some reshoots, and apparently the the going story is that all of the jokes you see in the trailer, in the new trailer, are all of the jokes in the movie. Period. Um, yeah. So now they're in a in an attempt to lighten the mood left in the DC mm-hmm. Murderverse, um, <laughs> which are, I love. By the way, I love that name, and I love that it's catching on. I love that. It's so, fantastic. so they're going to try and reshoot and make it a little bit more humor and give it a little bit more of a Guardians flavor, which. Which is exactly how it looked. Yeah. Like, I mean, um, I'm, I'm kind of conflicted about it because, first of all, well, let me just get this out of the way real quick. We all, I think every one of us here knew that the the most recent trailer, the one with the Queen, Bohemian mm-hmm. Rhapsody, yeah. uh, in the background, wasn't going to represent what the final product was going to be because it just, the majority of the footage felt really out of place with uh, the vibe that they were going for. It didn't really feel the fall, felt like a fall oh, yeah. line with the... Uh, uh, the logo that it presented at the end, like none of the nothing matched. Like it's I just, mean, you could just watch those the first trailer and the second trailer and see how radically different they are. Yes, and, and one, but one of them felt like it was being true to at least what was there. You yeah. know, like the fir- that first trailer they never intended for anybody to see. For God knows, they think it's still 1995 for whatever yep. reason. Um, that at least matched the footage that you were being presented with. That second one just felt like, all right, um, how are we going to make people think that this movie is not the second dullest thing that they've ever seen uh, yeah. in the last 10 years? And um, I'm surprised that it actually took them this long to realize that they should probably go back and make it an enjoyable day at the movies. Can you imagine, like, three or four years down the road when the next Justice League movie comes out and someone like Alamo does these movies back to back in a lead up like does the thing, like, <laughs> oh you commit, like you would slit your wrists and <laughs> does, like, about that. you'd commit suicide before you even got to the end of it because it's so depressing can, can, can you imagine an alternate yeah. universe where the three hour R-rated version was like the re the redone Daredevil where it's like kind of not terrible yeah, yeah. Said, like I feel like too many people are um you know, saying like, oh, you know, like it, it, if this is just the the mood that they've created and all that stuff it's like yeah that's fine but I think the biggest issue is as it relates to Superman. Yep. Because, like, he's supposed to be kind of an optimistic dude, mm-hmm. so having him running around... And Not this Superman, baby. There's literally a scene in this movie where he flies into Lois Lane's balcony. Like, this isn't a huge spoiler. I'm not spoiling anything for anybody. He flies to Lois Lane's balcony and he tells her, nothing good in this world stays that way. And then he flies away all mopey. They were mean to me, Lois. Whose fucking Superman is that? I watched uh, just, uh, I want to say, a Friday the other night, uh, I watched Flashpoint Paradox. Yeah. And I, I, never, saw, I never saw it before. Murder and Man. I'm convinced He's that great. like Zack Snyder pushed play on that, walked away to get a cup of coffee, came back when the Flash woke up in the altered timeline, and then left before the end of the movie and was just oh, convinced yeah. that that's what... <laughs> it, just, it just seems like Snyder looked at a com- like did never really read a comic book, but like looked at them and was like, that's great, do that. Like, oh, we really can't do that. He's like, no, it's great, do it. Yeah. I can't wait till Wonder Woman straight up murders children, and then I'll have yeah. confirmation that. Well, he just, speaking he just of Wonder Woman, that's the one movie I'm kind of confident in. Speaking I'm happy of that, Joe, yeah, photos. Let's have photos. What do you guys think? You like them? Robin Wright, man. <laughs> oh, those ones, dude. She's got. I don't know how she does it, but <laughs> her legs. I said this to you guys. She's got the legs of a 20 year old decathlete. <laughs> Yes. As you wish. Uh, uh, 
Interesting, <laughs> interesting shot of the of I guess um, Steve Trevor washing up on the shores, but then you have like his World War One squad mm. with him as well. Um, very Planet of the Apes esque, uh, which I'm very cool. It's with a fair comparison. They're monkeys. I don't know. Uh, yeah, so I think it looks really good. Um, I'm excited for that. I think that's gonna be the first DC. Movie I'm rooting for that one out. to be. Yeah. I've seen if it, better if, than any of the other ones. It needs to be a good yeah. Wonder Woman mo- movie. Needs to I, happen already. It's just silly that it hasn't. Yes, this movie needs to be erased. I've, I've seen. Earth, a, I think. I think eventually they're gonna get so far away from what they start out as to where they'll eventually get it right once Snyder's out. In my opinion. Yeah, I don't and, know. And, and as I've said before, your best case scenario is him being out for Justice League Part Two, which, if you're really lucky, they don't bring back Superman until like the very last scene of. Part oh, that won't happen. He'll be there from the um, beginning. And you don't do a Justice League movie. Put Snyder's Snyder's first movie has established so much that the whole yeah. I'm saying the whole first movie is how do we bring him back? No. Uh, Joe also hasn't seen this, so... Who has seen it? Has everybody Spoiler seen it? Alert. Except for Brian? Yeah. Um, I've read read detailed breakdown of the movie. The, the, the problem with Snyder's universe is that he sets so many um, character-breaking traits that you can't put them back in the box. You can't have a movie where... Like, how is the, how is Ben Affleck's Batman movie going to address... Murders indiscriminately? Just straight-up murders And brands people. guys who then... Like, he, he then becomes aware that yeah. they go to jail and get beaten to death. So, like... like which how does for that, what... But, like, that no, doesn't, doesn't even make any sense. Like, why are criminals no. like, you got caught by Batman? It, exactly. Yeah, it's, I don't understand. Exactly. It's very, very weird. There's a lot of holes in this, in this movie. Um, like, it makes... you. You can't put those back. You can't put the fact that Bruce Wayne I just is, hope the fact that it had a record drop-off kind of humbles them in a way that, like, oh, but look, it made, what, would it make, like, a billion dollars or something already? Um, something like that. Actually, Greg, to that point that you can't put anything back, can I make can I make a proposal about how you can that we literally just talked about five seconds ago? Yes. If you do Flashpoint Paradox as a movie and you make it your Days of Future that Past, would be a really smart yes. idea. all that shit right back in the box. You, you definitely could, um, and maybe that would work, but... Like, this first Batman movie should just be him murdering every one of his rogue gallery because <laughs> who cares? Yeah. Like, the precedent's been set. He's just I, 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 who yeah. cares? Maybe, well, I mean, yeah, you, like, I, I'm wondering if it's, like, one of those things, like, uh, if you remember from uh, the original uh, uh, Justice League show, they had the uh, the paradox versions of Superman, Batman, all that, where they were, like, where they basically took over the world. And they had goatees. Like, I, I wonder yeah. if they As go back the most, the to most tried. Played out. Story it, I mean, line. that would be an interesting thing to see them story. go. Like, oh, this is what happened in, in the timeline to make them go so batshit crazy. Like that. Like that. That's what Batman is so dark and so yeah. brutal. It's. It seems like Snyder played about fifteen minutes of Injustice, and was like, you know what? Let's make this a movie, and made it a movie, and it was yeah. horrible, uh, just like the game. Yeah, but hey, but- speaking of Flashpoint, I'm killing it on segways. By the way. Um, <laughs> Flash and Supergirl had a crossover. Oh, yeah, they did. And it was great. <laughs> it was so... Well, it was like 75% great, but like, I, the crossover part was great, but the yes. actual Supergirl part was so not... She's great. I like her. Everyone yes. else around her I is... I still care less about a CBS. Um, you know, I don't Supergirl. mind... I, I kind of... I like James Olsen for, like, the three words that he said in the entire episode. Um... I don't. <laughs> I think I, no. I like it. I do. I I, I think it's because I feel this, like a lot of writers and like ironically, the writing is the biggest problem with the show. But like they got around a lot of stuff. A lot of writers have problems translating Jimmy Olsen as this boy who has this like strong attachment to Superman, and I understand that. Like that's kind of yeah. hard to do when you're trying to do like 
a, a cosmic storyline on Earth. So you know what? Making him a, a kind of a worldly adult, I think that makes a lot of fucking sense. In a this is this context. is coming as someone who watched the first four episodes of this show, um, and coming back to it now for the crossover, uh, the writing has not gotten better. Um, <laughs> the characters have had absolutely Cat Grant is totally awesome. Instead of she is so gosh. Uh, she uh, might be the worst person in the world. Yeah. Um, Although I'll admit, she did get me to laugh one time when she had that that wisecrack about them looking like a uh, non-threatening, racially diverse CW cast. Yeah. That uh, that was just, that was a sweet little nod. To I did. That. I did get a crack out of that. Um. Oh gosh. I don't know. It's just like I'm not. The villains are not threatening. Yeah. Um, and it seems oh, like the at some villains point, are terrible. Someone oh, needs to God. acknowledge this. That like. Ever, like no one seems to be blaming Supergirl, but since Supergirl showed up on Earth, all of these Kryptonian bad people have showed up. Yeah, <laughs> like no one seems to be like, "Hey, you might have brought these people." <laughs> um, yeah, it's, the trailer it's not doesn't a great show. Her like, they make her seem like super dumb, super like ditzy. It's just—is she actually like that in the show? I haven't seen it yet. She no. It's the character she like, um, Kara or Kara, which makes me insane that they call her that. Um, the character, like, her Clark Kent is, like, a, a bumbling, mild-mannered, like, ditzy girl to, like, shy away from the persona of Knowing Supergirl. only from, like, the cartoons, I do remember that, like, she was the super, like, like, the popular, I guess, like, the popular female character that wasn't Wonder Woman. She, yeah, she's not as, like, her personality yeah. is not, like, as bubbly as it is in the cartoon and all that stuff. But, um, she's definitely like super awkward, but it's charming. She's good. Yeah. She's she's definitely like the number one bright spot, spot she, from what I could tell. Really she plays sure. off perfectly with Barry. The two of them were great. Oh, together. they were fantastic together. Um, and it's just good to see Flash getting out there because I I I think Flash has far and away like become their best I can catch uh, property. Yeah. Um, I would even say it's leaps and bounds over what they've done in the movies so far even on a smaller budget, and uh, yeah. Arrow's kind of falling by the wayside, even though Arrow probably deserves a lot more credit than it should. Well, not that it should, but it deserves a lot of credit for launching this and like showing yeah. that people can take this seriously. Um, much like Blade. Um, <laughs> so, I, I do give, I still give Arrow like the sagely nod for, for doing what they've done so far, but I think are Flash you caught, is Are you caught of, up on Arrow? I'm not, I'm not even caught up on uh, Flash. Yeah. <laughs> So I was I was watching it recently. And I was like, you know what? Like, you know how I, I said to you guys, I, didn't, I don't think I said it on the show, but Daredevil almost made Arrow like a casualty for yeah. me this year because I just like I felt like I couldn't go back to it. But aside from like the soap opera stuff, I really I, I was fine. Like, I'm I'm kind of like I'm back into. It. I'm like, all right, it's not the greatest season, but it's entertaining. Yeah. It's good enough. I just think Flash has been so much better. Um, like, really Damian Dark it. is getting better and better. I know Jared um, microphone yeah. still broken. Mm-hmm. Didn't really like Vixen, but I actually really enjoyed her her appearance. I thought it was a great episode. He's holding up a sign that says, "I don't like Vixen." It's um, pretty, well, pretty cold blooded. Uh, but I feel like there is one last thing we need to get to, just because I I was I've been following it kind of non casually. Um, Bond casting. Uh, uh, there's a couple I'm front runners. Brought this up. There's a couple front runners, and Daniel Craig has made it very obvious he does not want to come back. Um, I've seen five or six runners, but the one that stands out to me the the most and that I am all on board for is Henry Cavill. All the way. That needs to happen. Henry Cavill as Bond is amazing. That's a great idea. Um, Hiddleston is in the running. I've heard that too, but I don't Um, don't see see it. I don't see it. That's weird. I don't see it either. The 
the fans want Elba, and I don't think Idris has even publicly said whether or not he wants it. Um, other car- other finalists are uh, Damian Lewis, Aiden Turner, and Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy's weird so, because Tom he was Hardy, wasn't he in the last I don't one? know. Was he Inspector? No, no, he wasn't. No, I wasn't no. Inspector. He, hasn't he would been, just be, he hasn't been in a Bond movie. I don't think that would work. Um, I, I don't know who Henry, those others are. Damian Lewis. Damian Lewis is. Oh, Damian Lewis is the guy from. He's major uh, Band winners, of Brothers, right? Yeah, he's winners yeah. from Band of Brothers. Um, I, I'm a million percent. You had being Henry Cavill, and if anyone else doesn't think so, watch. Man he looks like Bond. I, I, I just like no, that's fine. Bond. Like I'll, I'll, I would buy. It. I could totally buy it, but I don't know if he would do it on top of his yeah. DC. I know. I know. He like, said. I mean, I feel work. like as a as British actors, like they're kind of like predestined to like want the Bond role. And or I know Dr. he's Who. spoken aloud that like he would like it. I was saying, um, or, or Doctor Who. Who gives a shit? I see, I can see Tom Hiddleston yeah, no gives doing a, shit. a uh, good Doctor Who. People, people asked Idris Elba directly about Doctor Who, and he was like, "No, I'm good." Like he yeah, really dude, he wants to love with it. He's too cool. But speaking of doing multiple multiple like speaking of doing multiple series, didn't um, what's his name uh, from. The guy who played Duke, I can't think of his name. Didn't he also... Wasn't he also doing Lord of the Rings at the same time? Uh, yeah, he was, yes. right? You think of I mean, that I, I would consider to be just as much work. And he was older. Yeah, but he was. But he barely appeared in Star Wars. Like, he wasn't... Yeah. Episode 2 he was, though. Episode 2 is... It's not like he's the titular character for mm. each... Yeah. That's true. Not, 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 I think a fair comparison sh- would be if he played, like, Gandalf and Obi-Wan. That would be yeah. a better comparison. Yeah. But 100%, yes. Henry Cavill for Bond, all about it. I mean, I'm still personally totally all on board for Idris, but there's been no talk from even talk in talks. Has there? Did you say that? If, if, I, if Idris doesn't get it this time, he's going to be too old by the time the next he, time. Even if he gets it, he fucked up. You maybe God, a three, it, three films, maybe. He's the main reason like, why I want to see Jungle Book. Like, that fucking voice just gets me every time. Like I'm, I'm a Bond fan. Like I have been for a long time. Like when I was a kid, I watched the cheesy Roger Moore ones, and then like as awesome. I got older, I started watching the more adult ones. Um, Breaker. And what what tends to happen when I jump into a new Bond is I don't speculate beforehand, and then I just kind of talk myself into it as time goes on. Yeah. Uh, the most I, I was definitely like young and part of the hostile no blonde Bond crowd when when Daniel Craig signed on, and then like five minutes into that movie, I was like. This is motherfucking James Bond more than anybody has been yeah. probably ever. Although Spectre didn't so, do so well, um, right? Yeah. It was, it was um, average. Spectre, it Spectre was, it was really anticipated, and then the movie itself, which is kind of like, eh. Quanti- considering that it was kind of a waste of Christoph Waltz. I heard it was that's, better that's than Quantum really of Solace, but it was like another one of those, where it was just like passable. Uh, anything it was just passable. Solace, Solace has a very detailed history of getting like absolutely destroyed by the writer's Yeah, track. I remember that. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, that one I kind of give a I give a pass to that, but um, yeah. yeah, most people so, kind of chalked it up to poor. Um, I, I, I kind of want to see it because it was the first. It was the first time they tried to have continuity between Bond movies, and it was but terrible. Henry Cavill for Bond. I'm waving that. Flag. Yeah, I just I don't care. I'll just I'll buy whoever it is. That yeah, time. that's a thing. They'll, Cavill, they'll do good the either way. They'll they'll make right. it work. So that's that not, wasn't no more that wasn't as quick as I wanted it to be, but we'll. Well, that wasn't we, Wait, we hit a bunch of things, and then we, right? we got on a few things <laughs> that, that we actually hits, yeah. care about. So. <laughs> wasn't, yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, we just ripped through six things. Like, that would be two shows <laughs> normally. And that was the news. Uh, the so news! Where are we? With where are we next? <laughs> 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 I love, I love Perd. 
And this next part is a commercial. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, rebirth. Right. Right. Take it away. So, so rebirth. Uh, so everyone probably remembers New Fifty Two, and uh, DC has been infamous for doing reboots. They've been doing it since 1986 with Crisis on Infinite Earths, and New Fifty Two was very dividing with the uh, fan reaction to it. People loved it, people didn't. A lot of the series did, out of the gate uh, got canceled. I want to say almost half uh, didn't make it by the time uh, where we are now. So they just announced Rebirth, and. Uh, the assumption was that it was going to be a big other, you know, cl- you know, clean slate reboot thing, uh, but they, it is not. Um, what they're doing is kind of a taking, in their words, what works from all of their throughout their history, you know, and maybe also adding some fresh stuff to that. So they're changing some of the costumes and doing such things. Now, before we get to the costumes and some of the the books, I just read something that I was completely unaware of and that I had no idea that they're doing. Uh, just prior to Rebirth, there was uh, a book called Superman and Lois. Now, what this was was Superman from pre-Flashpoint apparently has been existing. He was the only survivor of the pre-Flashpoint universe and now is existing with Lois and their kid in hiding in the New 52 universe and has been here the entire time. And he's now just coming out of hiding and he's been doing stuff like apparently like the whole opening arc of Justice League fighting Darkseid he was like on a building nearby ready to come and jump into action but didn't because these guys had it they were younger and more inexperienced but you know so what's going to happen now is in this new action comics which is their fe- one of their featured books Action Comics and Detective Comics are going back to their original numbering mm-hmm. Action Comics is featuring both of these supermen in this Rebirth universe, there will be two Supermen that look exactly alike. So the original Superman, this original one, is going to be kind of the the main one. And the new 52 Superman, mm-hmm. they're going to kind of do something with as well and have him be Superman. And Lex Luthor is also calling himself uh, the Superman as well. The Superman. The Superman. So yes, there will be two Supermen that look exactly the same. Who are going to be in this universe? Is is one of them predisposed to murder? And then it might be that might be the case. One's the murderer, Superman. <laughs> you broke that guy's neck. Well, yeah. yeah. That's so we have so the <laughs> Superman that you see in the pictures with that the new costume, where it doesn't have like the red boots, but like the trim and whatnot. That's the pre-Flashpoint yeah. Superman. That's the classic Superman that we've always known, stepping back into the limelight. Okay. Is there? Did they say why? Like, what's prompting this from him? Because the world needs him. That he can't. He can't stay hidden anymore. All right, time out. <laughs> so he was. I just want to make sure yes. I have this correct. So he was standing on a billboard, watching paratroopers and shit from Apocalypse mm-hmm. just flow in, wreck mm. shit all over the place. But yes. he was fine. But DC Rebirth throws around and goes, you know what? I'm bored and retired. <laughs> Forget the whole Atlantis now. thing. I mean, everything that's <laughs> happened in the New 52, yeah. Trinity, Forever Evil, where the, the the other universe bad guys came and took everything over. He was like, meh. New kids handled it. New meh, kids handled good. it. But Dark Side one day, meh. he was sitting down with his morning coffee. Oh, and oh, he and Dark Side are beating the crap out of each other in Central Park? No, no, I don't need to jump in for that. <laughs> I gotta take my <laughs> gotta take my kid to soccer practice. <laughs> Just kidding, no one plays soccer. Um, yeah, so I wanted to set the tone. That's horrendous, that. isn't it? Also, uh, bi monthly or no? Uh, yeah, it's bi monthly, isn't it? 
Uh, that book will be bi-monthly, yeah. A and lot now, of the books. Now the books will have rotating... It's going to have a rotating art staff, isn't it? Boy. Correct. This correct. is going to be a load of shit. <laughs> 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 this is going to be bad. I'm going to send um, you guys yeah. a picture real quick. Um, I, just so we can keep us in, uh, as the conversation. <laughs> is this an accurate... Um, Depiction. I'm looking at some pictures. It looks like there's Kid Flash. There's like a younger Superman, like a kid Superman. Is this the accurate yes. version? Wow. Yes, that is it, Joe. What is going on yes. with Green Lantern? Um, John Stewart. Yeah. Okay, but that's uh, two. Yeah, well, no, the, the, he's holding. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, in this picture, he's holding a gun, and he has this like crazy yes. hooded costume. Oh, the other one. What is going on with that? Yeah. Yeah. He's been around for a little bit now. Um, is that the... Uh, he's a Muslim character yeah. from DC. Yeah. I, I, I do too. I'm Quinn. looking at that. Like, it looks fucking dumb. I'm sorry. I'm just looking at it again, and I'm like... Oh, uh, Quinpool? Yeah. <laughs> he's dressed a little bit less like a whore. Um, yeah. So they, they, they've moved away from, um, you know, slut Harley. Uh, I really like what they've done with Wonder Woman. I think her look is fantastic. I, I like we were, talk- we were talking about inspired. this last week, but I, I'm with you, Brian. I love the, the new Batman costume. I love it. It's yes. so good. Yeah. Let's, let's talk I about love the things we like because the, the only thing I don't like about Wonder Woman is I, I really like the pants, like this, this the battle yeah, skirt it's, thing. Yeah, it's weird in this era to have that kind of thing, like as a modern day thing, yeah. like costume. The pants they tried them. Remember that? They did I don't try, know if you remember? I did they did they tried the pants. pants. They, everyone hated what, them. What, yeah. Who are these people that hated them? And let me know where they. What live, I still so don't get is why don't they give her a more like a more like Amazonian like armor color scheme like she has like this american color scheme which i never understood because on purpose it just she doesn't make that sense on purpose to me, so that she would be less threatening to yeah, america but she, she would she did it because she was going to be the representative of her people <laughs> to she the just, world of man she just starts wearing <laughs> <colors. laughs> <I'm right. laughs> this is the color hey. of greenland um I'm a representative to them. <laughs> all right, hold on, wait. Let me let me get the stuff I hate out of the way really quick. Robin, just so, all of just it. so that we can start that getting positive. No, that's not true. There's stuff I, here that I like. Nightwings um, and blue. That's all I care about. Um, I hate... Which is awesome. I, like, I don't like it Robin's It looks really look. retarded. Um, it, it just looks excessive. That, that's Damien Robin. That's, I, that's, I that's like kind of it. like his classic look, though. He's always kind of looked... He had a very, like... League of Assassins yeah. look no. to his he's costume. Long, he's he looks like, like, he's, he looks like one of the alternate costumes in Assassin's Creed, right? He doesn't... They can. They just can never figure out what to make Superboy look like. Like the, there's just. He's so this is like a mix of things. I'm, yeah, I'm okay with Superboy. There, yeah. Like, and they're torn. He's got this like weird zip up hoodie thing. He looks like he fell out of a. Gap I don't like the gloves. <laughs> I don't like the the the, the, the Superman like jacket. But I'm okay with like the jeans. Like it's kind of representative of his age in a way. This is gonna sound. This is gonna be really hard for people to understand. <laughs> Through an audio medium. <laughs> Why are you just Yeah, hold on, wait. He's got these jeans on that are A, ripped, which is fine, and B, they like, mm-hmm. they're not long enough, so. Well, we can, uh, like we can always put this. Uh, this does, uh, does our SoundCloud have um, drops in it? I mean, you can always put it as a link whenever we talk about this kind of I, stuff. I don't, um, I don't know. You could probably put a link to it. I'll give you the link. I'll try. See what happens. We can do that. I, I have faith in our fan base that they know exactly where to go to look at this image. Um, the internet. If not, you can just Google DC Rebirth, <laughs> and like it'll come up. If, if you, if you people aren't familiar with it, Google is a search engine on the internet. I, I don't understand why they randomly put Harley and yeah, it's supposed to be Croc. Croc. That, I was yeah. like, what is what is, is he like? Croc, a, yeah, like, yeah. What a weird. Lineup it is, right? This is. 
Well, their Suicide Squad, of course, Jim Lee is going to be the artist on that out of the gate. Pass. So that's obviously because they want to push the that movie. group, yeah. movie, yeah. all of that. Which is fine. You know, and um, whatever. That's, yeah. the way, that's the way of the world these days. I, I got to be totally honest with you. Yeah. I don't. I don't care. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dick Grayson is back as Nightwing. He's wearing the blue. That's mm. about as far as I care about for rebirth. Yeah. I give it. A, I give it six months before they do another crisis on, you know, <laughs> crisis in Antarctica, where they reboot <laughs> again, and we go back to whatever the hell anyone else wants to go back to. I really, crisis I really like Robert Batman's New York. Yeah, yeah, the look. the. Yeah, yeah I also like the black belt. They, they, uh, really they did the same thing with the, the, the bat logo. The yellow Snyder's Batman. Yep, this is this is new. That's a that's his newest costume from the heavy storyline, like that debuts at the end of heavy. Um, mm-hmm. Super heavy, super heavy, super yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. I really like the Superman one. Like I know some people have a problem with I the. Uh, I like the, the co- I like the costume. It's sleek, but yeah, it doesn't bother me. Like I like, I kind of really like the Superman with the collar. I and really I kind of like, I kind of like the wrist yeah. gauntlets. The the gauntlets are kind of like a nice small touch. They're just yeah. like it's just interesting more than anything. Yeah. It's different. Yeah, Dare there's I a lot of little things in here. It looks that a little like Man of Steel. It does, but it mm-hmm. looks like those gauntlets are anti-neck breaking gauntlets. So, um, oh, little, Zach, little known Zach. Fact. plus two. Zach won't be happy about that. Speaking no, of uh, Superman, but he'll probably have a news announcer tell everybody 16 times that the, <laughs> the gauntlets prevent. Uh, speaking of Superman, has anybody read American Alien? Yeah. I really, oh, I really to. want to read. I've that. heard good that stuff. Sounds really good. I've heard nothing but. It's I've the first time I've been legitimately interested it. in a Superman comic. Yeah, um, it seems like a lot of the best DC stuff is their like Elseworld. I don't. Stuff. I, I, Isn't that great? I think their characters have gotten to the point where they're so iconic. It's it's hard to do monthly stories with them. Almost to a degree, like Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman have just been around for so long. I understand why they do these reboots, but even still, almost every story has been told. Well, that was that was uh, that was brought up as a big point in that article that Greg sent us um, about the deconstruction Mm -hmm. of Superman by by Zack Snyder. He was like the the writer made a point that when you do this stuff monthly. It's mandatory that you start exploring like what if stories and things like that if you want to keep Mm -hmm. these characters interesting. But if you're releasing your material once every year or two, like it's very important and, that you, and for mass appeal. Yeah, the, the biggest problem with Superman is that he never. When Superman was first debuted, he had a very set amount of powers, and then I think in like the '60s or like kind of later on, he the writers started just they would write themselves into a corner with Superman, and then as a way out, mm-hmm. they'd write a new superpower. So then he just kept getting layered and layered and layered, and so he eventually got to the point where he'd been Superman erased, rewritten, erased, rewritten so many times that no one really remembers the original Superman, and no one really knows how to write the original Superman because all they've ever known to do is, oh, Superman in a situation, let's give him the fucking solar flare, that'll fix everything. Like that's the problem they're into now. That like they no one can write Superman because no one really knows who Superman is. Like it's just a wasted pile of superpowers that everyone wants to give him. Like, every writer, every person who's joined the Superman staff seems to give them his, like, seems like they want to give him a superpower that he doesn't need and just further muddies the waters. Well, I was, so, I was yeah. listening... There won't, be a, there won't be a real Superman until we get something like American Alien, like Joe was talking about, like, a, a stripped-down retelling That's of who what, he is. Yeah, and even even then, it can't, it can't just be a thing that exists. It's gotta be something that takes hold. Yeah. 
you know, the fact that American Alien is out there and is probably, you know, exactly that, that's not enough. Like, it's, it's got to sell a billion fucking issues, and everybody has to be like, this is Superman. Yeah. Speaking on that, um, I mean, I was listening to talk, Max Landis talk about his, um, you know, his time working on American Alien, and he was saying, like, you know, they've been, they were extremely cooperative. Like, he was like, hey, can I, you know, do this? And, like, like all, all these different scenarios that you'd never think would be in a Superman comic. And he, and they were just like, yeah, go crazy. I was like, oh, that's, you know, that's refreshing to, to have. And, and yeah. leading into, like, he was talking about, um, his, you know, his thoughts were basically that uh, – it, these comics shouldn't have such a crazy timeline because of how how many years they've been around. It's just like they should just have, you know, like their one their their six issue runs when they trade it over. Just do your own version of Superman, and like it it causes the problem of like oh this this makes no sense because it conflicts with this storyline. And it's like there's no way you can be you could be like you could have all of this like you know yeah. how many you know decades of of knowledge in your head and just keep it all straight like it just you can't do it at this point well look at uh look at warren ellis warren ellis came back to moon knight right wrote six issues of moon knight what which have been universally praised and he said perfectly i wanted to come in write my six stories and be out and then the other side of that coin is dan slott look how long he's been writing spider-man and almost universally everything he's done is just been trashed because like he's been writing it for so long and like he pretty much um, has carte blanche to do whatever he wants. I don't know. By the time he got to the end of Superior Spider-Man, everybody was pretty happy with where that story was going. <laughs> but I know a lot of slot stuff is is not too little, light. too late. So, um, <laughs> on on Joe's note though about DC being like do whatever you want, I don't know how close you guys follow like Max Landis's right. stuff, but his YouTube channel is fairly active, um, and. On there, he has a whole story about how DC tapped him to do yeah. New 52, um, Death of Superman. And he, he the, the entire project got scrapped thank, at some point. Like, thank goodness. When. But uh, afterwards, he, he gave his whole pitch uh, to a camera and like put it on YouTube. And it was actually like – it was wildly different. And like I think if you're going to fuck with people's expectations, the way he was going to go about it was kind mm. of it. Like it, it ended – his whole thing ended with um, the introduction of New Fifty Two Zod, and like it was actually like it was really fucking cool. But uh, nice. I, I liked Zod it. broke his neck. Have you guys ever read uh, Kingdom Come from DC? Yeah, no, no, okay, very good. Uh, if I might give it to you for homework, uh, true story. I walked into a, a bookstore just randomly to like maybe pick something up and like bounce, and I happened to pick up Kingdom Come and grabbed a coffee. I was like, oh, I, mean, I picked a couple things. And I started reading a few pages of it, and I literally sat there until I finished it. It was it's... Just like it, it just absolutely sucked me in. It's amazing. The premise of it, or the the heart of the story, and I think this is why it's very relevant to this rebirth stuff and the Batman versus Superman. The premise of it is the all of the children of the the Silver Age generation of Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman uh, of that generation are the, are these new violent superheroes, and they're fighting each other all the time, and uh, they pretty much have like you know run of the world at this point. Uh, Superman has now like gone into hiding, like he he's gone away. Uh, Batman controls Gotham with like these robots. Wonder Woman is still active, uh, but not as prominent, and the world is just really really violent with all these violent violent superheroes. And then Superman comes back. And then the war of the Silver Age versus the Modern Age. And the Modern Age is supposed to completely represent its satirical look at the 90s. And it's funny because it talks about how Superman then, once he comes back, he was the symbol of hope. 
how he now then brings back the old way of like you know doing this right and not killing and doing all, and all of that. So it's 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 an incredibly epic story. It's written by Mark Wade and, and the entire story is drawn by Alex Ross. He yep. just didn't do the covers. He, he does everything. Absolutely and it amazing. Is, you have Superman versus Captain Marvel, uh, you know, or Shazam, as more people know him now. Um, at the very end of this, and just some epic, epic moments. And it's like older Superman, older Batman, older Wonder Woman, uh, well, Wonder Woman's ageless, essentially, uh, fighting this newer generation and this new Justice League that they make in it and stuff, and it's fantastic. And I think that the heart of this... And how Mark Wade said, you know what, we need to move away from the 90s and we need to move away from uh, the violent Superman and the violence of, of that era, that this character should still always maintain being the symbol of hope and everything against that. So that right there, I think, is a, a wonderful little you know counter to Zack Snyder's Superman. I agree with Joe's point 100% that people's, their writers should be very limited runs um, and then get off the book. Mm-hmm. But they have to I'm come in with that. an idea, though. You can't just like yes. have them come in because oh, yeah. this, this book has to keep going. Well, some I mean, of them are long form. Perfect, Jonathan Hickman, Jason Zan. Aaron. John, Jonathan Hickman, his long form is like in twenty years I'll come back to this. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember in page three of Fantastic Four number one? <laughs> I'm, I'm bringing that back. Um, well, like uh, another perfect example. <laughs> does Hickman really know. talk like that? <laughs> no, um, <laughs> he does now. He talks like Guillermo del Toro. Um, another, <laughs> another perfect example is probably one of the best books of the last twenty years, and that's it was Fractions Hawkeye. Oh my god, that was so good! Ru- jumped on uh, it, wrote twenty issues, left. That was didn't it. he Bro. have more story? And they, didn't they pull the plug? No, I don't think he had no. much more to tell, and I think he left. He, I think he left for other reasons, and we'll never really know why. But uh, yeah, I mean he. He says he got. It was kind of pissy and kind of awkward towards the end because like he doesn't even have a, a, um, an afterword in the book. He doesn't. He didn't write anything for it. And I think he he tried to like come up and be like, "Oh, I didn't. I don't believe in goodbyes or whatever." That but like it's pretty obvious that like he was not pleased with Marvel and like was kind of like and Marvel wasn't pleased with him. Yeah. So like, yeah. they kind of washed their hands. It was over the Inhumans. Yeah. He was instead of Charles Soule, he was supposed to be the guy to launch to relaunch the whole Inhuman thing. He wanted to take it in one direction, and they were like, "No, we want to go this way." And he's like, "I don't want to bend. I'm, oh. I'm done with this. I'm going create around. Bye." Yeah. And that was pretty much it. So it was, it was the, the final bitter straw. So it's it's sad because that book is at least from what I understand, it's just absolutely much, really. hands down phenomenal. One of one of the best books of the last twenty years. Um, and uh, again, it's not it's not an eighty issue run, and Scott uh, Scott Snyder's Batman has fifty issues, and it's either everyone loves it or everyone hates it. Like there's, it doesn't really seem to be an in between. Some are calling so. it the best run of all time. Oh, I don't know for Batman. There's some Grant Morrison yeah. stuff that's really good. Yes, yes, there's so, some amazing Grant um, Morrison stuff. But uh, yeah, that's all I got. Yeah. So. Daredevilin B plus ten stars A minus. I would agree with uh, Brian, except for twelve and thirteen. I think it should have been I one think... episode. Um, twelve and thirteen. You think which one? Um, two Ninja the last fights. Two. Yeah. Ah, that's been a recurring thing. I can't. Um, people Ninja think, fights. I can't get enough of. People think they should trim them back to ten. Um, I I don't I don't mind that format, but. I do have some issues, again, like, it seems like they rushed some storylines, and then, like, the pacing seemed off for a lot of stuff. Oh, like how they started um, in a heat wave, but ended up on Christmas Eve, inexplicably? Thank you! 
fucking thank you. I wrote that. I wrote that to Brian as soon as the episode. I was like, "Why yeah. in Christmas?" Um, that was really. I'm weird. guessing this takes place. Um, you know, there's yeah. But they go out of their way to mention yeah. like they're like, "Oh, the Punisher trial." They're like, "Oh, the DA got a fast track. It starts next week." Like you're deliberately ruining your timeline by like mentioning these things that could skew your view. Um, mm. I and I don't understand the whole thing with Kingpin like. He's pissed off that Matt Murdock sent him to prison, but Matt Murdock's not the prosecutor. He's a defense lawyer. Yeah. Like that doesn't make any sense. Like what are you But they were the ones who found all the information and uncovered everything in the season one that led to him doing it. They didn't prosecute him themselves, but it was them that found all the information and put it together that I, led to his downfall. I, I guess. I th- I feel like if I'm yeah, I guess, I'll, I'll take that. I'll I'll go with that way, I guess. Um Punisher they rushed through the first four, like, the first four episodes, like, rushed through his story to get him out there to, like, establish that he's the Punisher. But then, like, they, that whole covert cover-up made no sense to me. Um, it just seems so, so convoluted. Yeah, that's another pacing thing. It just seems, like, really rushed and out of nowhere. As soon as I saw Clancy Brown, I knew, I knew he was, the, I knew he was the bad guy. You don't cast Clancy, you don't cast the Kurgan to not be the bad guy. Too many, too many things got telegraphed. Mm-hmm. Like that was one of them. Like who the who the ultimate bad guy yeah. was was like the second um, Karen stepped in. Uh, what's it that in that uh, Colonel's house. house? You knew it was him. Yeah. The instant that happened. Yeah. And like that reveal was so dumb. Like that was just a well, because dumb it's reveal. like oh it's at twelve it's uh, at episode twelve how many more characters can they really introduce Yeah it just felt rushed and empty and it made Frank's revenge feel a little that's, it felt hollow that was his revenge super, felt a little hollow that whole that whole thing was super like oh I knew your family would be at the Central Park so I organized this entire meeting between drug clans on this like that's a, that's awfully convenient like you could have just had them go to his house and kill him. Like, if you really wanted to kill him, you planned it all about around, around a random picnic that you didn't even know was going to happen. Like, and they just showed up, and you're like, oh, gravy. And why Why did he even want to kill him anyway? I don't even remember the reason. Uh, because he wouldn't join his heroin smuggling. Yeah. Ring. Oh, because he, so he didn't want to be part of his drug ring, so he murdered his entire family. That it, it was really weak. It was, I mean, the Punisher comes out with such a bang, you're like, oh, man. This is going to be really great. And then it was just kind of like, you know... Once he gets out of the prison, yeah. it's kind of... And the thing that, that, that bugged me... Well, no, the diner. Like, the diner. The huge fight strong. scene. He's like, there's hundreds of ninjas out there. If we don't make it, I love you. And then they run on the roof, and there's like 12. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And also, also, how many... Like how many six how, how much of an army... Like, of ninjas were running up the stairs, and then they only fight, like, eight of them? I know! Yeah. They literally spent, like, four or five establishing shots of ninjas running, like, all over the well, city. apparently they're not very good at getting through building, And they get on the roof, and there's eight of them. Yeah, I really just wanted Frank to whip out the Gatling gun that they showed him within the shed. I mean, they built it up like such a thing, and I would have loved to see him mow down a bunch of ninjas yeah, with it. they didn't use that at all. What a, what a wasted opportunity, because mm-hmm. you see him carrying it, you're like... Oh my god, mm-hmm. god, that was such a You even see it in the promo art. You even see it in a lot of promo yeah. images and things like that with him with the minigun. The image of Frank Castle blowing away ninjas would have made this, like, I would have nominated There's a great scene in Shadowland uh, where all, when Punisher all of a sudden shows up uh, in the comic and it's just all ninjas everywhere and he just says, Kung Fu this. <laughs> and just mows them all down. 
I mean, if we were to talk great Frank Castle moments, we could be here all day talking about this yes. stuff. But um, <laughs> there's this really good moment in uh, uh, what's it called? The thing before uh, Secret oh, last Wars, day. maybe. But um, he, the Kingpin, sends out an email to all the street level villains, um, all the street level villains, saying. Hey, you know, let's get together, have a drink. We might not have won, but our enemies lost. So there's all these villains in this one bar somewhere in New York City, and they're watching shit blow up, and it's all cool and stuff. And then someone opens the door, and it says, uh, gentlemen, they say when you go, you can't take it with you. And the next panel, it's the Punisher, and he says, so the question is, what am I going to do with all these bullets? Oh, God. <laughs> and he just murders everybody in the room. Even Sandman. He shoots Sandman to death somehow. It's he amazing. sand bullets. That's how you kill <laughs> Yeah. Um, also, Daredevil definitely went to kill Nobu. Like, what was the outcome he was expecting? He just threw him off the roof. Mm-hmm. And no one seems to address the fact that Matt Murdock wavers an awful lot on whether or not he should start killing people. Like, in the first season, he's like, I'm going to kill Kingpin. And everyone's like, don't do that. And then and then Frank's like, he, like, saddles up to Frank, and he's like, maybe we should start killing people like That's you. been a struggle of his. That, that, that's been a struggle of his. Well, well, how about the fact that during that final fight scene with Nobu, like, there's, like, four ninjas just standing there watching the entire thing yeah. and not intervening at all? Like, is yeah. that weird? I, I, <laughs> I think that was a, like a, a Nobu saying, like, no, you don't interrupt my fight. It, I don't think so, because I, I, I'm pretty sure he didn't do I don't anything. Think he needed to. Oh, yeah. He gave what, him is a look. Fuck? what is the black sky? Oh, my God. Yes. Can somebody that please... was like, what, a five minute interaction? It, it was the worst yeah. storyline of this entire thing. Nobody fucking explained what black skies was at all. And it was really frustrating because I kept waiting yeah. for someone to explain to me what this thing was. It didn't make any sense. First, it was a lecture, then it was that. Oh, first it was that kid, kid that stick killed. Then it was Electra. Then it was those people whose blood was being. Drained. I don't think they were specifically mentioned that they were black skies. They were part of it. Yeah, I don't know. Ultimately, it sounds like it sounds like a morale well, thing of just like just knowing we have this person we call the black sky makes us more powerful. So it makes them feel invincible. So yeah, like, you know what I mean. Like it's basically like Maybe. we feel invincible because we have this like god behind us. In season one, um, Nobu specifically states that blacks there's not just one black sky, and that black skies are very rare, and that they come along very long. Like, it takes a very long time to get to them, so it could just be that like the kid he that stick murders is the next black sky, but it took so long to get to that black sky from Electra. It took like what twenty something years to get out of the black sky. Um, yeah, but like what the f- I don't even fucking understand what they are like what. What does it mean? Maybe that's still yet to be explained. Well, maybe. I yeah. guess. I really um, hope so because when I saw those things pop up in season one, I bet all my money on the fact that was going to be – Black Skies was going to be what brought the Defenders together. And now it's just this mess of a story yeah, in Daredevil. It, it was like an anecdote in one, in one episode from season one that suddenly became the storyline for I, this I'll one. have to check that out. I don't remember that. Yeah, the stick, watch the stick episode. That's the one we're going to talk okay. about. Okay. Um, okay. I would say this, this season Daredevil is hmm. probably the, the weakest character. His story was the weakest out of everyone's. I would. Say. I think. I think Karen had a good story. Uh, Karen seems to have, like wander into a journalism job with absolutely no degree and no writing and <laughs> pretty hey, sweet. Superman does it in Man of Steel. Yeah, he goes from yeah. working on a fishing boat to being for the, working for the you know biggest paper ever. So yeah, but like anywhere else, she would be a source rather than a writer. Yeah, I think I think Karen is going to be the Ben Urich of this universe. 
Yeah. If that was their plan for her the whole time, then you can kind of justify it. But yep. still, fuck them for killing Ben Yurik. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm sad they yes, killed him. Also, I was really upset. Um, mm. I liked Foggy. I think Foggy definitely got better, and I, re- I liked that... Um, I like that he that story went against the grain of like Foggy having to be like Matt's partner. Like Foggy was like, you know what? I'm a better lawyer than you, and like I'm better at this than you are. So I'm definitely. But the only thing I didn't like about Foggy is that he definitely knows Matt is Daredevil and does nothing but bitch him out for a while. <laughs> He's like, you were late to court, man. He's like, I was just stabbed. Like, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, excuse me. Like, wait, come on. You never come out with tricks with us, Matt. He's like, I think him being the weakest character maybe has a little bit to do with the fact that um, because he was so confused and like, oh, this girl, oh, this girl, and totally just, you know, dropping the ball on every responsibility he had, he, he didn't have a lot of character. Like, yeah, I, I think you saw him getting so caught up in Daredevil this season. He, he definitely is having a problem with the dual life, and it, it lends to him being like, eh. You know, I'm not too uh, hip on you right now. You're pissing everybody off. Yeah, you're not a good friend. Yeah, yeah. I was like a shitty friend. It's like, where were you, Matt? What? I- I'm sorry, <laughs> I was busting up the yakuza. What were you doing? <laughs> oh, you know, hanging out at Josie's, yeah. getting drunk, not drinking the water. Yeah, again. <laughs> I don't know. I, I liked it. I, I think Foggy was was he had the most growth. Whereas, out yeah, because season one, I was not a fan. Yeah, I really want to see where he goes with being at Hogarth's DA, uh, being at Hogarth's firm. Um, I loved that. Yeah, I thought that was a really nice touch. That that that, that was my Jessica Jones cameo that I was fine. I was like, all right, I'm good. Yeah, I thought that was really good. Uh, well, they mention her specifically. Yeah. They specifically say yeah. Jessica Jones. Um, yeah. But yeah, how good is the scene where Matt Murdock goes and visits Kingpin in, pr- in prison, oh, and Kingpin God. breaks the handcuffs? And just as usual, slams him down at the table like that. Tw- King, like Kingpin, twice, whatever. Anyone who has their so doubts brutal. about Kingpin in season one, just watch these, the episodes of Kingpin in season two. He absolutely steals the show to me. Um, the prison <sighs> fight scene with Frank, where he fights his way through yes. the fucking cellmates. Awesome. Oh my god, yeah. Like you don't want to be caught in a hallway with any of the characters oh from god. this show. I love. I love how he finishes interrogating that guy and just stabs him. <laughs> yeah, Frank's brutal. Yeah, I, he, I didn't think they'd be able to top that shotgun to the face, yeah. but like when he's stabbing that guy in the diner scene, yeah, wow, mm-hmm. that got really brutal. Yeah, that got vicious. That was great. I love the very obvious and very un- intentional styles they they show. Like when Daredevil's fights are shot, it's choreographed. Mm. It's, you know, it looks nice. It's pretty. And when Frank's stuff is shot, like, it's brutal, it's quick cuts, it's like, you know, it's just in your face, and, like, everything is just shaking, it looks, it's just, like, a total different style, and I love it. Like, that whole part where he's, he literally has a knife, and he's driving the guy back and just stabbing the shit out of him in the counter is awesome. I love violence. <laughs> yeah, there's there's also the uh, the part where he's beating the guy in the face with the butt of the gun. Yeah. And normally when and they the do that boat. stuff, like you just get a little nosebleed. Oh, and just split open on the side. Oh, oh, yeah, they showed his face and it was just, it was messed up. It was really violent in a way that like yeah. you wouldn't expect from this kind of stuff normally. That's anyway. Great. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was fucking, that was really gnarly. Uh, <laughs> Frank's a fucked up guy. Did you catch the, uh, the blood? After the prison fight, when he gets up, the blood on his shirt is in the shape of a skull. No, I didn't yeah, catch that. Af- after the fight, he gets up and they go to drag him away. <sighs> the blood stains are in like the shape of the Punisher skull. I didn't catch that. 
Maybe it's a sign that he's That's joining the Thunderbolts. Uh, also, very weird. Very weird that they decided to paint. Like, he was in that... What was his process for thinking of that? Like, his costume making was like, I'll just paint this skull on while I'm here in the woods, in this shed. Well, that was one of those things, like, calling him the Punisher. Like, the Punisher. Yeah, it's, co- so. it's like, can't be. Yeah, no matter what you did, it wasn't going to come across as, like, natural. <laughs> it was, it was going to be weird no matter what you did and awkward. Yeah, yeah exactly. Whatever. But, you know, he did it. It's done. He's got a skull. It's yeah. cool. Plus, he totally shot those ninjas in the head. That was great. And apparently, I love mm-hmm. how there's cops down on the bottom of the street and no one hears those gunshots. And they don't seem to care. Or no one... No one seems to notice that Stick is literally walking in front of the police (laughs) across the alleyway and cuts a guy's head off, like, 20 (laughs) feet from the cops. (laughs) I was like, what the fuck? There's literally the police are in the background. Now stay down. Yeah. Another another little thing that happens is nobody, like, plays exhausted and panting like Charlie Cox does. Like, after he throws Nobu off of that... um, off of that roof, he's just kind of panting, like, <gasps> and it's just, it's awesome. It's, oh, man. it's perfect. It completely sells the fact that he just threw a 200 pound guy with a baton. It looks like he's gonna throw thing. up at the end of every scene. <laughs> it's like, oh, 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 I need electrolytes. Oh. Yeah, but he, he does it, he does it really yeah. good. I mean, it, it really it gives you a little bit more, uh, it definitely grounds it more. Like, you definitely believe it yeah. more. Because he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, every fight, he's totally gassed at the end of it. It's one of those um, little things. Yeah. I mean, he also does that, that thing where, like, he goes to hit people and, like, they don't... As soon as they're down on the ground, he just keeps punching them in the face until, like, he's done with them. Yes. And I just think he likes... Out. I think he just likes punching people. He's a real he's a real oh, he guy. He alludes to the fact that he's addicted to, to, yeah. to it in this season. He likes times. punching. Um, and that, thought, that he, he all but decided to give up the other life and just be Daredevil. I thought the whole twist at the end was dumb. Like, a comic book death at this point is so meaningless because you know they're coming back. You like, did, I figured that one is going to happen next season. Although I did, like the, I did like that's that they had an actual costume toward, at the very end. That was really cool. Oh, a little that was, hit, yeah, that was the a little cool nod, yeah. the sashes and everything. And that, what was the point of putting all the blood in there? I like, like that's an awful big gamble to be like, we're going to make this revitalization chamber and steal all these kids and drain them of their blood just in case Electra dies. Like, what? That, that's not what it could have been for. No, I think that's. I think, I think part of that mystery we don't know yet, and that'll be a, you know revealed with the whole black sky mystery silliness. Yeah, I'm not. Gonna it's such a either. weird term to just throw out there. I, I there are my two theories that, no. that I thought we're going to allude to big time is when they first, and I told Brian this when they showed mm-hmm. the hole that they were digging, mm-hmm. I immediately got a rager because in Iron Fist there is. Uh, if you go underground far enough, there's a secret. Te- there's a secret passage to Kuhn Loon, and I thought for sure that like that's what the hand were looking for was like to get into to Kuhn Loon. If you dig a hole deep enough, you'll end up yeah, in China. You'll end up in China. So, <laughs> um, and then they showed that fucking thing, and the first thing you see is like it looks like a. I thought they were gonna like. I, I thought they were trying to like revitalize someone, and the first person I thought of was the was a uh, Steel Serpent. And I was like, oh my god, wouldn't that be amazing? Oh, Steel Serpent. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Instead, it's just a fucking weird egg yeah, that you go into, and apparently it's filled with blood. It's just, it's part of this, like, really poorly done, uh, Black Sky storyline. It doesn't make any friggin' sense at all. 
Like like I said before, like I, when they showed that kid and they made such a big deal out of the the kid that Stick killed in season one, I was like, oh, this is clearly what's gonna um, bring the defenders together. But then they made no mention of it, mention of it in Jessica Jones, and um, and it, be, it culminated in Elektra for no friggin' reason this year. It just it doesn't make. I any think the sense. defenders will be the culmination of the Black Sky storyline. I think that's what brings the defenders together. Is that like they're gonna walk outside and be like, "Man, there are ninjas everywhere." We should, <laughs> yeah, we should. There were three of them in front of me in the line at Starbucks. Yeah. Like we should, <laughs> we should definitely do something about this. So I think that's what. And then season three of King, season three of Daredevil, will deal with Kingpin coming back, and um, and the, that'll be where they focus on that storyline is really because honestly, Jessica Jones and. Uh, Luke Cage, while they have good storylines, like they don't have a big enough storyline that would force. There's no arc in their comics that's big enough to force everyone together, like Daredevil. Daredevil has the hand and the ninjas and taking over everything. Just or Jones Kingpin has, forms his own team against these heroes in the area, and that's what oh, they ninjas. form their team for. Well, Electra oh, did work team? for him at one point. We need a team. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I think that'll be the, the defenders will definitely I think relate to what's been happening in season two of Daredevil. Um, yeah, they could be setting it up. So, Elodie Young was asked about it, the actress who plays Elektra, and uh, yeah, we know she Brian. had said to well, it's for the fans, not man in the room right now. Uh, so she said uh, that she would uh, actually love to be the main villain in the defenders, and she said she would relish having a ninja army at her back fighting oh, all the She other would heroes. take the shit out of all of them. I, I don't think you could put too much stock in those things, because, I mean, you ask an actor a question like that, and what actor's going to be like, no, I don't I don't want to do that. <laughs> like, I don't want to work. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. Nah. I think it'd be cool if just like Iron Man showed up and took care of it all for us. That'd be really nice. Um, yeah. I'm all for it, though. I... I it definitely it was stronger than season one and stronger than Jessica Jones, but it still had a lot of weaknesses. Which are both very strong. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's got uh, the costume alone made that season for me like much better. Uh, Karen was great. I loved Karen. She's finally not becoming like, oh Daredevil, I'm tied to these tracks. Help me. Um, that happens. It's a comic book. Read it. Uh, uh, yeah, so I'm excited. Overall, I liked it. I, it was a lot of fun. Are you, actually are you excited for Luke Cage? Oh my god, am I? Well, that was that was funny. I liked it. What'd you I'm think? Getting real tired of buying new clothes. That, that's Luke Cage. That's all right because I don't wear them all the time anyway. I'm banging Jessica Jones all the time. <laughs> that should have been the girl in that neighborhood. That should have just been the teaser. Is the two of them banging again? <laughs> like you really think we're gonna do anything else? Yeah, they made up for the complete lack of sex in every other Marvel production in like just like three episodes of Jessica Jones. <laughs> the first episode of Jessica Jones is literally her spying on two people having sex, like gratuitous sex. And it's in like the first four minutes, you're like, yeah. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> I mean Nuke had sex with Hellcat. <laughs> I'm just I'm just waiting for the two of them to start banging and like for him to actually bang her through some drywall oh or something. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Some, someone's been reading my fanfic. <laughs> oh my goodness. Damn, On I that note. <laughs> I like how it looks like whatever Joe's playing his PlayStation, it looks like he's just looking off into nothing. <laughs> oh, poor, conju- poor concussion Joe. Like some kind of crazy person. He's just like... I love it. 
Luke Cage is in September, right? So it'll be. It's gonna be Doc. So it's Doc Strange and the month after that. um, Luke Cage. Oh my goodness! It's funny. As dark as the Netflix universe is, is it as dark as the DC Murderverse? I don't know that it is. Like is Marvel's darkest as dark it needs as more, what? It needs more pensive staring and people going, Is your name Martha? Yes. That's fair. I really want that scene in Luke Cage where he steals the fantastic car and drives it to Castle Doom. He's like, Where's my money, honey? <laughs> yeah, that and that actually happened in the comic. He did. He stole the fantastic car, flo- flew to Latveria in it, and beat up Doom for money that he owed him. <laughs> yeah, that happened. I, w- I want that. That's the scene I want. <laughs> <laughs> I love Doom. Oh, it's great. Too bad we'll never get a good Doom. Oh, he, he was so bad in those two movies. Anyway, on that Three note. movies. There's three of them. Yeah, alright. On that note, uh, everybody, you can catch us on Twitter at SaltyPod. Uh, Facebook.com slash Awfully Salty, uh, AwfullySalty.tumblr.com, and uh, yeah, that's it. Thanks for checking us out. Weird boners for oh, all. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.